It's Monday, December 24th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Just me in studio. A few quick words before we get to something that we have done for the last couple of years. How you doing? What are you doing now? Are you like me and you're doing some last minute uh, Christmas shopping? Good luck with that. Good luck to both of us for that matter. Uh, maybe you're on the road. Maybe you're traveling to get home or doing your usual Monday thing. However, wherever, whenever you get around to listening to this show, maybe you're commuting or at the gym working out or out for a run or walking the dog, doing stuff around the house, doing some chores, prepping a meal, something like that, running errands. Maybe you're getting ready for bed. I've gotten that before. I'm always curious what people are doing when they're listening to this podcast. And over the years, I've definitely gotten a couple of those. I listen when I'm getting ready for bed. You, uh, you help me nod off. All right. All right. I'll take that. I appreciate that. As long as you're not nodding off while you're driving, I, you know, I don't want to help with that. Um, whatever you're doing, I hope you're well. I hope you're having a good Christmas Eve. I hope the holiday season's going well for you. The holidays can be great. They can also be a struggle for any number of reasons. Sometimes that's work. Sometimes that is health-related. Sometimes you got someone in your life. It could be a friend or a family member who is struggling, and you want to help them. Sometimes what you want for Christmas is to just wave the proverbial magic wand for someone in your life or for yourself. And as I think we all know, magic wands are definitely in short supply. But if you reach out and you let them know you're there, or if you're the one who needs the magic wand, and you reach out and let the people in your life know that you need a little bit of help, when you do those things, a lot of times you don't need a magic wand, because helping each other, even in small ways, can sometimes feel like magic. I mentioned the other day that in a couple of weeks, we're going to hit the eight-year mark on doing this podcast, and I will talk more about that at the appropriate time. But whether you have been with us for all eight of those years, or you just started more recently, thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us keep you company while you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. If you just started listening in 2018, then the holiday music that we've been doing all month is probably new to you. We started that four years ago because, as I've said before, when radio stations flip to holiday music, it's the same 50 songs, and they're fine, but there is, you know, there's just so much great music out there that people are missing. And when people like you email or hit us up on Twitter to say, thank you for that song, or, you know, thank you for the Dropkick Murphys, I didn't know Twisted Sister had a Christmas album. I didn't know that. You played Iris de Navidad at the end of the episode, and that's my jam. When we get those messages, we love it. It makes us happy. But you need to know that it's, that's entirely the work of Dan Boyd. That is producer Dan Boyd. And I, I suggest a tune here or there, but Dan is really the one who drives that bus. Uh, and again, if you want the list, because and a few of you have emailed for the list, just drop a note to marketfoolery at fool.com. We'll send you the list. Heck, we'll even send you the list of the songs we did last year. All this started for us in 2015 when Dan and I realized that we had something in common, and that was our disdain for the utter lack of imagination on the part of radio station program directors who flip to holiday music and do not allow for anything new or creative or, God forbid, edgy. 
that's when it started on this podcast. But in my own life, it actually started when I was a kid. I would I would come home from school and my mom would always have Christmas music playing. And some of it was fantastic. Some of it I wasn't crazy about when I was a kid, but uh, but it definitely expanded my universe of what Christmas music and holiday music in general could be. You know, we had we had the classics. We had your, you know, Bing Crosby, Andy Williams. I'm not knocking those guys, but we also had Ella Fitzgerald and Ray Charles and James Brown and Louis Armstrong and just this vast array of holiday music that you unfortunately don't hear on the radio. And when I think about this time of year in my childhood, it's not so much the gifts that I got when I was a kid that I think about, it's more about how this time of year felt. I grew up in Maine, and when you're in Maine, and it's December, and you come into the house in the afternoon or the evening, you're coming in from the cold and the snow. And I was fortunate enough to come into a warm house where there was almost always some delicious smell coming from the kitchen. My mom's a great cook, uh, but she really loved to bake. And December was prime time for an above-average number of baked goods, particularly cookies and sweetbreads. And there would be the music playing, and those, those are the Christmas memories that last for me. My mom is 88 years old. And the first record she ever bought was when she was 12 years old. And if you're a younger person, um, go ahead and find someone old in your life and ask them what a record is. But my mom went down to the record shop uh, with some money she had saved up, and the first record she ever bought was a Louis Armstrong record. So it is Christmas Eve. No investing today, no stock talk. We're going to be back later this week with a little bit of that, but it's Christmas Eve. So. On behalf of everyone at The Motley Fool here in the United States and from our offices in Australia, Canada, Germany, Hong Kong, Japan, Singapore, and the UK, on behalf of everyone, I hope you and yours have a very Merry Christmas. And we will leave you with the late, great Louis Armstrong reading Clement Moore's classic poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas. This is Louis Satchmo Armstrong talking to all the kids from all over the world at Christmas time. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. Well, out on the lawn, there arose such a clatter. I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave a luster of midday 
to objects below, when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. <laughs> With little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came. And he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen. On Comet, on Cupid, on Donda and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the house top, the courses they flew with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkle, I heard on the roof the prancing, the pawing of each little hoof. As I drew my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed. <laughs> like a bowl of jelly. <laughs> he was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him, in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know that I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his wake and filled all the stockings, then turned with a joik. <laughs> and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team, gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down on a thistle. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a 
good night. A very good night. And that goes for Satchmo, too. <laughs> Thank you.